Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay, come for the comments. But what so I we guess can you could just, say, yeah, we could just, yeah, be well, explain, explain what we were talking about, and then we could just go from there. For sure. Um, so <laughs> this is the scam cast, I would say. We could call that the scam cast when we title this pod because it seems like we have a theme. It just seems like um lately a lot of ex- stuff has been getting exposed. Um, a lot of people have been scamming. Um, it's unfortunately scamming, scamming the community. Um, or scamming, scamming people who um have less than or don't know better and i guess that's how i guess that's how you get the scam off by scamming the ignorant people unfortunately but uh the first thing that came to mind we was talking about was the blindside michael orr movie um michael orr nfl player alleges that the family that the movie was made off of that sandra bullock won an oscar for um that they got rich off the movie and he saw nothing from it. And I have an ESPN article here from Michael Fletcher um, from August 14th that says retired NFL star, Michael Orr was supposed with whose supposed adoption um, out of grinding poverty by a wealthy white family was immortalized in the 2009 movie, the blind side petitioned a Tennessee court Monday with allegations that a central element of the story was a lie uh, concocted by the family to enrich itself at his expense um blah 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 the, he alleges that the family never actually adopted him whereas the movie shows something else and uh it says that the couple tricked him into signing a document making making them the conservators which gives them legal authority to make business deals in his name the petition further alleges that the family the two the two hoys, the toys i don't even know how to pronounce their Tuhuis. last name the twoies the Tuohys used their powers as conservators to strike a deal that paid them and their two birth children millions of dollars in royalties from an Oscar-winning film that earned over $300 million, that earned the family over $300 million. Um, no, I'm sorry, that earned the, the, the movie over $300 yeah. million. That's a big difference. While <laughs> Orr got nothing for the story. Uh, that would have not existed without him. In the years since, um, they continued calling the 37-year-old or their adopted son and have continued to use the assertion to promote the foundation um, as well as their other work um, as an author and motivational speaker. Um, the Here's a quote from the legal filings. that says, the lie of Michael's adoption is one upon which co-conservators uh, Leah Ann Toy and Sean Toy have enriched themselves at the expense of their ward, the undersigned Michael Orr. So, yeah. I mean, that's um, a that's the long con, if you ever heard of one. <laughs> so, it, their two birth children got $200,000 plus 2.5% of the film's royalties? Mm. That's crazy. I mean... Mm. Yeah, that's that's nuts. That's insane. I hope that uh, Michael Orr gets some justice out of this, honestly. And I want to ask a question though. What is the what is the purpose of a conservatory instead of adoption? Like I've never I've heard it used in multiple times, so obviously somebody can get their money out of it. But it's like, 
why would obviously he had no control over this because he just thought he was getting adopted. So I think that they probably tricked him into signing it. But what would be the purpose of the state allowing that to happen instead of saying, okay, this person is adopted? Once they turn 18, they're an adult at that point. They can make their own decision. I think conservatorship has to do with like medical decision making when somebody is either cognitively incompetent to do so or is not at an age to be able to provide um like legal consent um i'm not sure you could double check but i'm pretty sure that is typically how conservatorship is is utilized yeah i just did a quick uh google search and it says under the tennessee law uh conservatorship is a legal proceeding where a court strips the decision-making abilities from someone who is a minor or has a disability or someone who cannot make decisions on their own. A conservatorship includes transferring that decision-making ability to somebody else, a conservator or a group of people, uh, or co-conservators. One of the most famous cases involving a conservatorship was Britney Spears, who lived under a court-appointed conservatorship from 2008 to 2021. Mm. Uh, Conservatorship laws vary between states. It's difficult to determine how many people live in a conservatorship across the country. Um, they're often granted when an individual encounters difficulty or age-related disabilities. Uh, conservatorship is legally allowed to make decisions on another person's behalf without technically making them a family member. The person with a disability or other challenge only needs to sign the proper legal document to grant the conservatorship, as Orr did in August 2004. Under adoption laws, an adoptee legally becomes a permanent member of the applicant's family. Um, so adoption laws limit uh, are are varied by state, uh, with few states placing age limits on adoption. Tennessee, the home state of Michael Orr, uh, is among the states that allow adult, adults to adopt someone who's over eighteen. So it's, it's still pretty confusing, from what I just. That's read. what I'm saying because I was like, so in a conservatory, like once they hit eighteen, it doesn't become null and void; it just continues for the rest of your life. Yeah, Basically. I think that's the I think that's the difference is that yeah. it's like yeah. Britney Spears. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 would make sense now since you know, because I didn't so know really, what it's clear Britney Spears. It, you can't really say it, but like technically, but like it's pretty clear that their whole entire intention was to take advantage of him because like there's no nothing is helpful for a conservatorship in this in this particular true. instance. Um, also, also, like I he think can take care of himself. Oh, my bad. He, and he had the sign. I think he has to sign it because mm-hmm. he's he eighteen. Did. And it wasn't medical, but he probably thought it was like adoption papers or something. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I was gonna say, or as we know, Michael Orr, when the movie came out, said the movie wasn't it, accurate. So maybe they never even roll. tried to adopt him. Versus, they just immediately went for the conservatorship because. He he didn't need the family like the movie portrays. Yeah, they're probably like, oh, we, we're gonna we're gonna help you out. We're gonna help you yeah. get into college and all that stuff. You just sign this document so we can like you know make the decisions for you. And he's probably like, and in his head, he could even hear that. Oh, okay, they're adopting me. Like technically, like yeah. Did they so purposely make him? Did they purposely make him act like that so they can make it seem like okay, he needs this conservatory shit? Like, you know how they nah. portray him in the movie. Well, yeah, wasn't that a big issue with the movie is they kind of portrayed him as, like, dumb and slow. Yeah. And he's, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, that, that's just he's not, he's not dumb. Like, and shit, like, to make yeah. the movie more interesting. Yeah, it just looked like he had super... Yeah. 
I just thought like, they were trying to make him seem like that, just for the yeah. movie's sake. So like, oh yeah, this is why he's conservatory shit. Like, he's not hundred percent there. Would you say D? You said he has super Negro strength when he um put his hand out to like block the kid Indian for the airbag. <laughs> Or when he throws somebody, he has a gun to the back of his head and flips somebody over and throws him into a baby carriage. Yeah, have you any of y'all seen Tropic Thunder? Yeah. Know the scene where uh, Robert Downey Jr. is explaining to Ben Stiller how to survive in Hollywood and say you can't go full. So they had Michael, Michael, Michael Orr, you know, he had football. He had that connection to football, so that made it a little more tolerable. But now they definitely embellished that. Yeah. Well, what's crazy too is if you get into like the conspiracy of it, that kind of adds to like why it would be a conservatorship. If people thought that movie was really true and that he had some mental delay or something, which is why they needed to have to be his conservator, then that would kind of add to their their case, right? Mm-hmm. But exactly only, where my mind went. <laughs> yeah, only Michael and, and the family know, you know, what his current standing was when they they came together. But it's tough to imagine that he was that delayed where he'd need a conservatorship. It's like it just doesn't happen. I you see it in like medical settings, but um yeah, it's it's really odd. It's sketchy. It's definitely sketchy. Yeah, the other um the other examples, like you said, is Britney Spears and um another one's Amanda Bynes. Like Michael Orr ain't running around doing any of that. Right. Like just look at yeah, look at the other prominent (laughs) examples. Those are pretty the evidence is there. With that being said, of Britney Spears, weren't her family like drugging her so she would do like some outlandish shit? So it made it seem like she needed this conservatory because she wasn't mentally stable. Yeah, yeah, she was. I know she was on lithium, and that shit seems to has riddled her brain. So she be just out of it every time she be dancing, and she can't even dance no more. How they how they lithium to dance out of her? Hey, yo, Britney was her, bro. Back in the day, let me tell yeah. you. Exactly. Like, how, so how do you get out of it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> said JT. Justin Timberlake could have saved her. Nah, he got out of Dodge quick. <laughs> he probably was like, yo, this family's crazy. The I'm the out of here. <laughs> he was yeah. like, I'm out of 3000 <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to go make some more songs with Pharrell. <laughs> But nah, hopefully, I don't know how that, um, how do you, how does this even get legally resolved? Like, what is he owed? Like, it's, it's, a, I don't know if it's a civil, it's a civil suit. It can't be a criminal suit, right? Like, yeah, it's a civil suit. Cause like, that's when I was grayer. It's like, oh, yo, sadness. <laughs> it'll be fun. And then they get rich. It does make like, me hey, wonder if can I get your other... autograph, Michael? Oh, yeah. Just sign right yeah, here. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay. <laughs> Poor dude. It does make me wonder if there's other people, other examples like this. It's just Michael Orr had a movie made about him, so that's why we know it. But oh, Did well, you see white that? people taking uh disproportionately advantaged black people out of areas and trying to make them pro athletes. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Good point, Kareem. <laughs> I don't so, know if that but... happens, D. I don't know. Just to this Never to this extent. I mean, yeah, you're right, Reem. You're right. Nobody had a movie, so this that's why it's not to this extent. It's probably multiple people. It's just he's the only one that really has a movie that we can put out. I'm sure the movie made it. people try and do that. I'm sure I'm sure the movie is like, oh, you know. Before like, to be honest with you, before the movie even came out, 
there was probably other people like, wait, that's all you got to do? Oh, yeah, let's <laughs> let's keep riding through Memphis, see if we find the next one. Listen, I'll yeah. be your booster, but just call me your parent. Free tuition? Sign right here. <laughs> right? <laughs> Somebody else prep school, you got everything you got. Somebody else is probably pitching an idea of the movie. Like, listen, I got this idea, too. They just beat me to it. Yeah, because so we'll, he signed we'll put it. Put our movie on Tubi. <laughs> but he signed it at 18, too. And I just think about, like, imagine us being 18 years old at that time. Like, you're starting if they, if they, to you know what I'm saying? There's, exactly. There's so know. much shit going on, and you just don't, you don't know. And then this movie takes off, and it's like, wait, I feel like I should be getting a piece of the pie. And I see people who are supposedly my family who are reaping the benefits off of this. They got book deals. They got all this stuff. And what do I got to offer? Just playing football. I mean, you you got to remember the man was legitimately homeless. He found out like he never like really knew his father. His mother was on drugs and stuff. Like he had nothing at this point. So somebody offers you a place to stay and you're just like, okay, just sign over like my guardianship. Like my mom's not going to refute it at this point. It's like, this is a better situation for me. He didn't know. They took advantage yeah. of somebody who had nothing at this point. There's there's no way they explained to him what he was signing. There's just like there's no possible way they could have informed him what the consequences were for signing that paper at 18. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't and you can't argue that it was medically or cognitively needed. It was purely just to, you know, house him and take care of him. And they took advantage of him for that. It and it makes crazy. me it makes me wonder too, when they brought Michael or to court that time when the NCAA brought Mike Ward to court that time, I wonder, like, I want to actually do some research on that actual court case to see what, to see what the actual, the ramifications behind that um, investigation were. Like, was it about the adoption or was it about a conservative shift? Because mm-hmm. that makes me wonder, like, what, what the NCAA's findings were at this point. Mm-hmm. And then the other part, too, is that he never looked into it because he went, he got into the NFL and started making mm. NFL money. Right. It was a pretty success, had a su- successful career. So he never thought about, oh, I need extra money until he, he had extra free time once he retired, I guess. He's like, wait a second. Yeah. It just clicked one day. So how <laughs> much of the money gross? And they getting a paycheck? <laughs> or it stems into back of who he was in the movie, too. It was like, it just like, you know, a light bulb just flashed off one day, like in his mid thirties. Like, wait a second, what did I sign? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, shit. Continuing down our scammer, our scammer uh, deep dive. Um, you guys get a chance to watch the Bishop Sycamore, the BS High doc on uh, Max. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That one, that one did a number on me. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know it was gonna be. I didn't know it was gonna be that crazy. To be honest with you. Yeah, it was deep. Um, I'm just not gonna to, lie. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I'm not gonna lie. This man has to be like top three scammers in yeah, history. He's an elite scammer. An elite, uh, like <laughs> he's got to be like a demigod of scamming. If it was, uh, unfortunately, he really isn't even day. top tier, though. Like, it's not. Like, but yeah, to be fair, he was given he was giving free game of scamming <laughs> yes, on on this HBO Max, and it, it just yeah, I don't know. When D said, I remember D saying in the group, like, "Yo, check this out. This man is unhinged," and I was like, 
I'm gonna look at it. That motherfucker is crazy. I told, bro. I told John niggas that shit. Somebody <laughs> said his credit. I T needs his fault, credit. My fault, T. My fault, T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, needed the fault. second opinion. He needed the second opinion. You know? <laughs> my fault. So like, yeah, Trevor would be like him some bullshit, but let me, D, oh, D said it's hot. Let me check this out. Uh, my fault. My fault. <laughs> but yeah, looking into it, I was just like, yo, this is this is crazy. And to be fair, going back on like the Michael Orr situation, someone who came from a situation where. Um, you know, just coming from poverty, like he knew exactly who to prey on. Like, I don't think this shit would have really flew if it wasn't for people who were just like, you know, just kind of reading between the lines and stuff. And he was able to operate through the gray areas because he knew exactly who to attack. Right. Um, and it was just, yeah. I mean, I know we're gonna go into it, but it was yeah, no, I'm I just want to give a quick overview of what the documentary was. So this is per time.com. BS High, a new documentary from HBO, now streaming on Max, chronicles the fallout from a high school football scandal that rocked the sports world and dashed the dreams of many of the players that were caught up in it. Directed by Academy Award winning filmmakers uh, Travon Free and Martin Desmond Rowe, BS High gives a behind the scenes look at how Bishop Sycamore, a football team representing a non existent high school, came to play the top-ranked IMG Academy, and the game broadcasted on ESPN August 29, 2021. At the center of the fiasco was Bishop Sycamore head coach Roy Johnson, a self-described honest liar, who in the opening minutes of BS High asked the producers if he looks, quote-unquote, like a con artist, the question the filmmakers unpack over the next hour and a half. And, uh, yeah, as soon as he came on screen, he looked exactly like a con artist. There's so yeah. many things just like Reem as a mental health professional, like just watching this dude's body language. Like, did you see anything off the bat? Like any of his mannerisms that already alerted you to like this dude's a little uh, neural atypical. Was that the term? Neural atypical. I feel like what stood out was how like forward he was in that he's a liar and that like he will take advantage of the gray and like, just the like I said, I texted you guys at the end. Like the whole time, I just felt like I was being gaslit because he was admitting to what he was doing, mm. but then also like justifying it and trying to downplay as if it's not that big of a deal. And like at points, you were like, okay, like other like schools do this, other people have done this. Like you, he tried to get you to feel bad for him. I have empathy for him, and I just felt like it was this huge just gaslighting of like I'm not that bad. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what I did. And it was just all manipulation. Like everything he said made you feel like you could understand it. But at the end, if you step back, it's like he manipulated the whole show to kind of come off as, you know, I'm taking advantage of these loopholes. You know, the bigger companies are taking advantage of these kids anyway. Why can't I? You know, like, and he's, and that's the issue though, is he's right in some sense, which makes it really complicated. Because some of these schools are, right. So like, that's what makes it even, that's why he's, that's why he's really good at it. Yeah, like that's why it works yeah. because he, he's got some good points to it. I think what stands out the most people for years. What stands out the most is he's just actually when we we're saying he's an elite scammer. He actually is just really bad at it, mm. but just good mm. enough to get his shit shit going. Because mm. a lot of these schools are starting football teams, and they're like IMG Academy. They're now, I bet they have like high quality education stuff. Teachers and stuff want to come, but in the beginning, 
when like I remember when they came out, like yo, they're doing a whole high school and it's most just about sports. Like a lot of these schools, they get the sports shit and like, all right, we'll get we'll get some teachers in there. And if it's a private school, teachers don't even need to be um they don't even need to have their teacher license in that state. They just like whatever they decide, like you could just be a garbage man and be like, yo, I'm gonna teach like facilities to everybody. Like it it doesn't matter. So he he's he's not wrong because he didn't put enough effort to do his due diligence, but it still makes you question the motive of these other schools that are like so sports face who just probably had more backing financially to get their stuff off the ground. Mm-hmm. See, that's why like, I enjoyed I, I enjoyed the documentary because on the surface level, I agree that he's not wrong because other people are doing it. But watching the documentary, we find out that this dude is amoral. Yes, um, yes. And this dude is on a different level, separating himself from other people with the stuff that he's done. Um, the stuff that he's done in front of the boys or the men, because they were they were already graduated high school at that point. Um, and uh, the story even the, the domestic violence, the the beating up the homeless dude, um, running over the ducks, running over the geese. Like this dude, Trevor, you said he's sociopathic, and I was like, he's a step further. He's psychopathic, yeah. Because mm. he I don't say have sociopathic a because he because he um he can fit in with people more. Like I feel like a psychopath, like their their neurodiversity will make them like kind of be more astray from people. Whereas a sociopath, like he knows how to get people to trust him and believe him and stuff mm-hmm. like all like the con man aspect. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, because there's no because like, we're believing him. Like, oh, he's not there's that bad. No, he he don't have a conscience, and he True. thinks that his actions he thinks that he's justified in what he does. And yeah. and one of the kids said it at the end, or stop saying kids. One of the adults said it at the end, said, you know, his actions were evil. And we can get into further what some of the stuff he did, and is is really vindictive and malicious shit that he was doing to these kid to these kids. It is crazy I, I, that there's no criminal charges coming from him. That's the crazy thing about scamming, mind you. You don't actually get in trouble, even with the um the <laughs> or stuff. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna have to pay some money back or something, maybe. But like they're not gonna go to jail. Then this dude, this is his his second L, his second time he like fucked up on a school scam, just yeah. so he can be a head coach. That's all he wants to be a famous head coach. Like that's it. So my question for you guys is, if he doesn't play IMG, is this scam still going on? Yeah, I think absolutely. So. I think so. And you can see that the guy even invest the Ohio State High School Athletics Association guy investigated it, did his report, told mm-hmm. people what was going on, and people just waved him off. No one wanted to listen to him. Yeah, it was yeah, only because yeah, it was yeah, on ESPN. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that, that was one of my favorite quotes in the first two minutes. Where one of the other investigator guys was like, "Roy Johnson is the type of guy who's going to bury himself with this documentary," and this dude is just sitting there singing, singing like a canary about everything that he did and he knows that he's going to be good because there's no criminal charges that can come from it which is sick yo how far was a rotisserie chicken scam bro that was fire that was crazy but then then even the hotel scam where he said yo they give me a 90 dollar credit line so you can uh, you could you could day, fill, 90, 90 days day, that's day. what i'm saying that's what i'm saying 90 day credit line but you could you could use these hotel areas which is like the length of a football season right and then you you don't pay that shit like it's crazy bro so i'm mm-hmm. like and and to be okay with that right um 
to be okay with credit. just getting away. Yeah, just just being okay with like, listen, they gave me credit, I took it, and I'm not gonna pay it back. Why do I have to pay that back? Right. Um, it's just crazy, bro. Just even at the beginning of the documentary, just the optics, the way he wanted to be perceived. If I put my hands a certain way, or do I look like yep. a scammer? Do I do I you know what I mean? So it just He's really just a set, joke of it. Yeah, and it just ultimately sets the tone. But like to be fair, like you probably even men, think they were recording at that point either. But but no, to but Honestly, at the end of the day, what really got me was that young man that cried, bro, because it really fucked up his life, bro. Like you trust yeah. in this guy who said that I'm a bring, I'm a train, I'm a, I'm a take you out of this lifestyle. When you hear D1, you're thinking opportunity, celebrity status, fame, um, to to really just change your financial standings. Obviously, that doesn't happen when you start to see shit unfold when you're now in the in the thick of whatever this guy is doing. And then you're you're left to like your tools of like, man, this dude is not I can't count on him for food. So I'm gonna go into Walmart and do what I have to do. Right. Yeah, so it's just like and then you go into then you play IMG 48 hours after you play another football team. That's what right? And on top of that, so it's just like, yo, this guy doesn't care for the safety of these kids because it's all about him at the, the end of the day, all. right? Yeah. I mean, these young men, you don't care about them at all. And then when you you watch the video of this kid crying, you're like, man, fuck that. Like, I, I what are you talking about? Like, hey, I got him to play the the you know at the highest level. Like, it, there's no accountability. There's none of that. Like, it's completely dismissive. And to be honest with you, I don't know how the hell the director of operations or whoever that guy was that was sitting next to him could have kept a straight Damn. face. Like, how do Not you, what is your game? Like, what do you gain I'd from this? Separate, I'd separate the hell out of myself out of that. The well, and that was like year, a... Like, that remember was the a... other coach? He was like, yo, you see the shit shows on television. He was so far removed from that shit. He was like, bro, I want nothing to do with that shit. Yeah, because he was trying to help him and, like, bring up a realistic plan. He's like, all right, so, yo, in year <laughs> three, we'll mm-hmm. start up the sports team. So we'll do the right. first two years of starting school. Like, that's how they really start. Unless yeah. you're like a rich IMG startup type shit like that. Like, you got to work your way up. And he was like, what? He found a practice facility and started going. Well, and too, like, the other piece to that is you could see just his his mind and thinking in terms of manipulating where they show him the clip of the kids talking, mm-hmm. and then he's got to step out. He has his kind of, like, hissy fit outside. And, like, I did all this for these kids. I did that. And you can just mm-hmm. see, like, the distortions in his mind. He, he thinks he did so much it. for these kids. Believes, yeah. But then yeah. the other thing that comes from this is you realize just how many flaws there are in the system. Like how many different times should this have been caught, but it wasn't. And like right. the scheduler for me is something that stands out. The mm-hmm. guy that looked at this school and said, okay, this school can play IMG. And like, how did, like, how does that happen? This guy is scheduling the top of the top of the top schools, but somehow but this big school gets a chance to he play IMG it, with no money. They said why. Nobody mm-hmm. else wanted Nobody to play wants to IMG. Play yeah. Mm. IMG, IMG came but, up here and played Springfield Central last year. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, why the hell are you playing them? It's because if nobody else will play you, IMG has to fill out their schedule. They're you like, we somebody. need games too. Yeah. You just yeah. take whoever I guess is they, willing yeah. to play you. If nobody in no the state of Ohio for it? Like... knows, Ohio's like, everybody in Ohio knew, like, bro, like, there's no way I'll put my kids in front of IMG. This school was like, I'll take that game. And didn't yeah. they play and IMG the twice? Hall of Fame. Yeah, they, they played, played them twice, them right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is the last time they played them. And this is the thing about social media too. Like you're at the you're on ESPN. It's an 
it's televised, right? And that's when shit starts to hit the fan because people, you know, Twitter's going to do their research. They're going to look at certain people like, wait a minute, he's not in high school. And then no, they still, have in their second year of junior college, bro. And then, and then yes. still, and then, which means you be graduating from junior college and yo, playing and then, in a high school game. And then again, he goes, Roy goes. I didn't say we were a high school. I said we were a hybrid. We were operating in a hybrid high school model. Like, what, what, like so he just he still continues. Yeah, so he just continues to bend bend the narrative, man. And to, where to does Kareem's it say point, that you can't be nice? <laughs> Yeah, to Kareem's point, too, Yo, I definitely was- felt like I was being gaslit throughout the entire situation, too, in terms of, like, there are certain things that he said that were technically true, but then the end game ultimately impacted a lot of people's lives, right? So um, I think yeah. the biggest thing for me was, like, the PP loans that were being taken out because some kids were giving yeah, up their security. Yeah. Like, yo, that that was insane. And then, again, 18, 19-year-old kid who doesn't understand this is being told by the, the reporter, like, yo, you know, you got $20,000 in, in loans taken out that's going to his mother's scholarship fund or whatever the fuck it was, right? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So he was getting paid. I thought he was getting paid. Why? If he's getting, my question is like, if he's getting paid, like, why are some of these things not paid off then? Because he's like the first. Because he, he doesn't. There's no, there's no in his mind, he doesn't feel entitled. He he doesn't feel entitled to pay back. <laughs> he said it best. If if you give me credit, I'm gonna take it, and I don't have to pay that back. Like, but like in my, his mind, my whole, he doesn't feel like he's entitled. Because he had other stuff he did have to pay for, like like equipment and stuff. Like he hustled that together, even yeah. though niggas was sharing helmets. But, helmets was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Homeboy had to bring his own helmet from <laughs> his high school. <laughs> Yo, but how, how was, was his like, mom yeah. sitting there like okay ready? with it? I was like, yo, at the end of the day, like homeboy that was a junior in college, bro, you knew for a fact you can't be playing in high school. Probably so, no, like, didn't care. Accountability yeah, has to be done on some of these kids too. Some of them, yes, they were absolutely scammed. I can't take that away. Some of them, you knew what you were getting into. Like, for example, like, if you're in year three of this program, the last two years, you have no stories about what was going on, and you're like, damn, like, I should take my ass over there, too. Or just, wasn't yeah, like, like, when new man. kids come on the team and you just, like, kind of just, like, look the other way, like, and don't talk to them about what it's been like for the past year or two, the travel, the I'm stay, the food, like... You know, there's, there's really they could make it. All they needed was the film. Well, and so what did you guys think about like because Babani Babani Jones is on the end and he was kind of, you know, saying I I thought some somewhat like enlightening stuff, but yeah, he was the last the last piece about this is the only po- something I'm going to paraphrase, but this is the only population you could get away get away with this, yep. which is black black kids, black people. What did you guys think about those comments and kind of what he was saying about how he was able to take advantage of? Uh, these group of young men over the few years. I absolutely, I absolutely agree with what he said because it was, it was when he, when um the coach came out and said how he recruits his kids, he just goes into different neighborhoods yeah. and, and fucking just, just finds kids playing football on the street and you sell them a dream 
And he mm-hmm. was saying rap lyrics to him and shit like that. It's like Suge Knight quotes. And kids yeah, were that, that, yeah, that yeah, That's how you know. Yeah. If he looks up to him, I mean, come on. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> like, out of all people, Suge Knight? And, and to be fair, I mean, you look at some of these, these young men, I'm like, there's no, way, there's no way in hell these niggas was D1 ready, bro. No. no. Not bro. at all. Said they were what? No way they were. You look at. I said you look at. Yo, you look at. You look at some of some of the the kids that they were interviewing or young men they were interviewing. None of them look. Majority of them didn't look D one ready. So and and then and that's why I feel bad too because (laughs) think about it. You already know how bad our, our some of our scholars are when you know, their friends are talking about sports and stuff, but then you get an opportunity like this and then your face and your name is plastered on national television and you're getting 50 piece by one of the best teams in the country. And like, you got to deal with that. Like mentally that takes a toll on you in terms of like, yo, I got to come back. I got to come back physically too. Right. Like I got to come back to my community and stuff. I'm thinking, you know, this, this guy has clearly has the gift of gab to think that, you know, this is going to change the trajectory of my life because I got a shot of playing D1 where realistically he's just like spamming his Twitter page or all these kids, Twitter and social media feeds just to create a team. And then on top of that, I come back and I'm the laughing stock of my community because like, oh, that nigga played for Bishop Sycamore, bro. Like I knew that nigga didn't you, have a You're right. You're right. You know the what I'm saying? So, like... Yeah. Well, didn't the quarterback say, the mom said that he was dealing with depression and I, I think mentioned suicide, either had an attempt or at yeah. least about well, it. I feel he, bad for him right? because he, to, at least he, had, he, was he, two, he was a two, yeah, he had a chance. He had like, he was a two yeah, yeah. star recruit, right? He so three, Yeah, he was a three, he was a three star recruit. I okay. Think. Yep. Mm. So like but he even had with, an actual chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Like you're right. He had an opportunity. Yeah, he had an opportunity to even after that, before they did their investigation, he was committed somewhere, and then they yeah, were like, like yeah. yeah, and then they were just they dropped it. They was like, yeah, technically, and unfortunately, it's sad because I he think never graduated high school. Yeah, he never graduated because it wasn't a legitimate school. So. I, yeah, and, that, and then it questions which, their eligibility. You could get a GED. Like, you were just playing like semi pro, but against high schoolers, like yeah, like yeah. Damn, so it's like y'all don't want to deal with that. That's, that's a yeah. major yeah. nightmare for a second string quarterback. So no. Couldn't thing. he get a? Couldn't he get a GED though, and be fine? Yeah. Yeah, but I think the school yeah. just didn't want to deal with prior yeah. publicity of it. No, and just him, exactly like him personally. I, I think yeah, if yeah. if him personally, I think it was more of a selling point. I'm. I don't know. I've I actually want to do my research to find out like where he is right now because I think he realistically could have just did okay. I'm gonna get my GED and then I can go play because he'll probably have to go to Grambling as a walk on so and then make the team and then accept the scholarship a year later. I think that's how it works. I'm gonna go yeah, look it up yeah, to find out. Yeah, well, I don't know. It really works, but... really depends on how if they're that interested in in pursuing other opportunities to have them. But then again, it's D one football, and there's thousands there's of other people. Other that that are, yeah. <laughs> so it's just yeah, like that aren't the headache. Right. Yeah, and, 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 nice uh, enough uh, for me to put uh, up with the headache. Clearly, right. better common sense in, in themselves and their um, guardians. Yeah, as your quarterback, I don't know if you want that on you. Yeah, my mom was the you was like, you Say that again, T. His mom was the was the medical trainer and like she had no medical experience. Like she's like, Oh, honey, you all right? Like, 
can't put some spit on it. Like, hey, yo, homeboy, yo, <laughs> oh my god, homeboy tore his ACL. They're like, yeah, we have no medical. Hey, hey yo, yo, there was a couple of stuff. There was a couple of stuff that she said that was questionable. Where I was like, mm, was she in cahoots with some of this stuff? Yo, when, when they went to go pick up the when check they went to get the check, yeah, yeah. When they went and got the yeah. check, and I'm like, he's about to okay. go down bad for that. When I ain't I never been to Kinko's. Well, yeah, because I was me too. I was thinking I wanted to research how much money he made off of this documentary so far because he's a scammer, right? Pro- like he's not going to nothing. Con- and like, like, like it's like a standard. Of, it's a standard probably. of reporting that you don't pay people who you're interviewing because then like that just like leaves more bias or they'll just say whatever they think you want to say. So mm. usually like he's just sharing his story. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to if make you money make off the of documentary, it. Like... You can make money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he might be trying to use that as leverage to like get interviews and things like that to to see or see some high school to be like, yo, like let me see if some random high school will like offer me a job just for like the media publicity or something like that. Some like bullshit high school might do it just to be interested. Yeah, where, that's where why his... that's oh go ahead, D. I was gonna say where, where his plan failed was that he wasn't he wasn't good. Like his plan failed on the football yeah. side, as we're saying. If he had a sound football program or some sort of sound football knowledge to actually be able to coach, then he might as well he might have gotten this off. Not saying that he needs to go out there and beat IMG. That's probably not realistic. But if he was able to probably get a few students um into college and they could cause even um even at Wheelock College where where I went, I seen some people make uh you know turn their head at some of the recruitment processes or do some unconventional stuff to recruit people to come play not basketball there. So I can't imagine what else goes on, you know? Against Southern I Vermont was like last chance you, bro. We used to play the <laughs> niggas all the time, bro. Uh, <laughs> bro, Southern Vermont had all of Maryland. Ain't no way a kid from Maryland's going up to Vermont to play basketball. You're, you're no you're fucking chance. Everybody had a car. <laughs> um, bro, the highlight of Southern Vermont City was they had a friendly zone. That was it. But, but that's a good point, D. Like, if they had won, if they had a winning program, if they beat IMG... I mean, obviously, this would have came out, but then with that comes boosters. People want to be a part of exactly. like a winning team. So regardless, it's like if he had for forgiveness later, yeah, like okay, he did that. But it's a slap be- on a wrist, so to speak. But like again, there but- isn't a law that governs what the fuck he did, like because motherfuckers me- were like, "There's no way somebody would do this," but he he did the unthinkable. Well, and but it makes me, me think. What's there's perspective a- though? Is what move? I was saying, put it in perspective, though. Their schedule was the fourth hardest schedule in all of high school football. So, yes, the IMG thing was when it blew up, but they're playing the toughest teams in America. So, it wasn't like IMG was the only sucker in this situation because IMG played them twice. They were playing all the top teams in the country, somehow getting to all these places, which is still beyond me that they still found a way to get to all these events. Like you'd think they'd have like a big <laughs> They were flying on prayers and shit. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you'd think like at this point, if they're the fourth toughest team, the fourth toughest schedule in America, the men have to be good at talking because there's no way all these schools agree to play you if there wasn't that line of communication of somebody having to put trust in you. Obviously, like like I said, 
IMG does have to find teams to play. Like they have to find somebody to play. Somebody has to be dumb enough to walk on the field and play IMG. But I mean, for what he wanted to do, I think honestly, he accomplished his goal. He got himself on the biggest stage. He got on ESPN. Regardless, win or lose, I think it was uh easy he said it. That's what he said. All publicity, all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> no matter negative or positive. He got in front of those you guys. Sound like Roy Johnson. He got a foot in the door. <laughs> I'm having, I'm sounding like a spokesperson for this shit. But I I, I like what he sent out to conference. I can't help but respect the hustle and the big picture. Like, damn, he really got away with all this bullshit. But then, you know, then you think of all the carnage and, like, lives he literally ruined and feels oh, bad. Yes. But just the idea of, like, damn, he made up his own high school, like, and robbed and stole and got 31 lawsuits out and he, he having the time of his life. Well, and just look how quickly everybody is to, like, just distance and disassociate in terms of, like, the governing boards, right? Like, the Ohio State Regulatory Board, the scheduler, you know, all the other schools that were involved, the previous, the COF school, that was initially what they started. Like, everybody was so quick to not take any responsibility. And then you've got the reporter that was saying, I sent all of this to you guys a year ago. And now after the IMG, uh, IMG game, all the reporters want to pick this up. Like, it's just so, it's so common of everything in our society is like, nobody wants to take accountability for anything mm -hmm. when these issues happen, but somebody wants to be mad at somebody for it. Yeah, and and uh, finding the loopholes, man. Like they don't want to close those loopholes because then they can't use them. Yeah, so they could eat like this documentary could have just said, okay, let's fix this, 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 and this. They're not gonna yeah. do that. Like no. that, it's that's not how it works. The loopholes are there for a reason. Too much money to be made. Yeah, yeah man. It reminds me of that. He, he actually but, ended up going to jail for some bullshit <laughs> compared to what he's done. I know he got off a DV charge. He was in jail for a little bit. Was he getting like assault or something like that? Abuse or something? Yeah, he beat his girl. Right in front yeah. of one of the players. Yeah. He was saying that he never happened. I was like, bro, like, yeah. like, why would your player just make this shit up? Like, yeah, and he beat his girl. Like, I don't think they're piling on for you for no reason. Like, that shit happened. Mm. Yeah, he, he ended up going to jail for for um stealing $300,000 worth of... um items from a, a Best Buy using the name Tristan Hirschthal. Hmm. That was his, his his alias. Yeah, this guy Scammer's gonna scam, bro. Scammer's gonna he's scam. In a movie. <laughs> this guy thinks it's, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the movie? What You know, the sports movie tropes where he just walks to the playground and sees the kid kick a soccer ball. He's like, that's gonna be I like, Oh, yeah, he's great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I don't know, man. He really see they think things through, but he got that. He got to where he got. But yeah, it's Reem says a real life superhero. <laughs> There's no legal way to to like regulate what he did, which is crazy. Well, and like again, like the reporter was saying, like there are laws in our society, and there are just kind of unwritten expectations, right? Like. There's no law against what he did because you assume people are good enough people to not take advantage of kids, right? And it's like, it's it's kind of crazy because we base our our entire society off of that. But when you have people like him, who's he's probably a psychopath, and that's a certain population of people, those people take advantage of those things, and that's what 
fucks everything up and it's not even that many people but you only need one dude like just think about this for a second the him being one person how many people and lives did he impact mm-hmm. like just think and then how many Im- lives did they impact because of their because of what they went through and so you just see that one person affected mm-hmm. how many like how many hundreds maybe thousands yeah, of people. even that paintball company that was like yo y'all yo, didn't pay. that was dog right. and then commented on their social media page like, like that probably fucks it up for anybody else going yeah. to the paintball now. Like so, like that's right. that's one guy that had that level of influence, being sociopathic like that. And think about how many people there are like that in in the world, right? Right. It, it, it's that's it's a crazy thought. It's crazy, and, and, and it just, you can do. Just lastly, I know we talked about the players a little bit, but that's what this documentary also opened up for me was. Before I was kind of I was more further down the line where book was talking about like these players got to have accountability when i first saw a break on espn back in 2021 i was like yo these players were probably in on the scam with the coach but watching this documentary maybe really see just uh i think you said it earlier reem just how predatory the behavior is and you're preying mm-hmm. on these kids who who have father wounds uh, right. who are looking for um that male that black male figure Mm. And he's preying on that, and it's it's very disgusting to watch. Um, that's mm. what came up for me. Yeah. But shit, scammers gonna scam. We have another scammer scam in the is community. Gonna scam. <laughs> We've got another scam going on in the community. This is an ongoing story that I've started paying attention to, and I, I've kind of shared some some links in the story. So it's still developing, but I just wanted to touch it. We probably will. Uh, hear about it at a some at a later point but uh the breakfast club host and media personality dj envy is wrapped up in a real estate scam with his one-time business partner uh caesar pena allegedly we can say allegedly because who knows what's true or not true um according to uh this website which is blackenterprise.com a lawsuit was filed um, against the radio host and Caesar and Jennifer Pena, Caesar's wife, because <clears throat> um, which was a part of a deal that promised the development of an apartment complex and no apartment was ever made. Um, allegedly, uh, it was a $2 million investment between $1.5 to $2 million investment. And um, no one has seen any money from it. No one has seen any development from it. The con- construction company hasn't gotten anything going on it. And the difference here is that he's taking people's monies. People, the people are alleging that he's taking their money, and they haven't had um, contact with Caesar and DJ Envy's involved because DJ Envy used his platform to promote Caesar's business, and really, it seems like it was Caesar and DJ Envy's business. Because DJ Envy's seen all over the websites. He's doing um, meet and greets. He's doing uh, lectures on how to invest better with this guy up until this point. DJ Envy alleges that he's also a victim of the scam and is trying to separate separate himself from Caesar. Um, And DJ Envy says that he lost $500,000 in the deal. But he says that he lost $500,000 a year ago, but was still doing business with them up until this year. So the timelines are a little off. And I just think it's super interesting because what's developing is that it's a Ponzi scheme. Um, And the biggest Ponzi scheme that we've seen is uh, Bernie Madoff. And this might be the biggest Ponzi scheme to hit 
uh, the black or brown community. Um, and that's why I've been trying to pay attention to it also because like real estate and investing is also something I've been trying to pay attention to. So all things kind of converged and um, just wanted to kind of get your guys' initial thoughts. And what do you think? I think uh, first, like the, the Ponzi schemes definitely seem to be, I don't know, coming back in a sense, or I I've heard of more recently just from mm-hmm. like within, I don't know, my circle of, people I see on social and family and Facebook and everything. Like I've seen more people talk about these things or acknowledge that they're, they're going on. Um, But I think like, again, when you target a very specific community with schemes, like that's always something that kind of stands out to me and like the reasoning behind that, you know? Yeah. Just to give a definition of a Ponzi scheme is an investment fraud that pays existing investors with funds collected from new investors. Ponzi scheme organizers often promise to invest your money and generate high returns with little or no risk. But in many Ponzi schemes, the fraud, the frauder, the fraudsters do not invest the money. So that's how you get some people coming out saying that they made money with Caesar, Caesar and DJ Envy. Uh, but that's how it works because they took someone else's money to pay them back. And now it's just finally caught up to the point where he can't pay anybody back is what it seems. Um, and to me, that's where the timeline isn't adding up for me, because I think you mentioned it earlier, D, that he's invested um, half a million dollars in a potential school property. I think there was like the real estate on that. He went in with Caesar on that. Caesar promised him that, hey, listen, you'll see some you'll, you'll see up to 20 to 30 percent on your investment in a year or so. Right. Which is but unheard he, of. Which is yeah exactly to see a and twenty to thirty percent twenty investment yeah in twenty real estate. yeah exactly and that's and that's unheard of. A year later, right during that time, DJ Envy is also pulling in some of his his close friends. I think there was like his boy who was like an investor was like, hey, listen, I'll put two hundred thousand dollars into this program because like yo, that sounds good to me or whatnot. Like I'm trying to get into the real estate game, and a year after that, um. His buddy complains to him like, yo, I haven't seen any dividends. I don't even know where my money's going. And Envy never gets back to him. And during that time, he's still u- utilizing his platform to like promote this business or this, this startup, this real estate startup of what it is. And it wasn't until recently where he came out and said, I am too a victim. But what I really think is shit went left with his investment. And I think because Caesar is his boy... He was probably like, yo, you have to figure this shit out. But still, you're a part of the scam if you're still allowing people to give their money to him. Maybe he's trying to break even with his investment. And Caesar's probably like, yo, we got to pull more people in, which then fits that Ponzi scheme scenario, right? Like, this was my initial investment, and now I'm going to pour other people in so that they can funnel up to how much I owe you. But then, like you said, these shits are unstable. Like, there's just no way people are going to get any type of investment because it's just being funneled up to the people who started it. And also, wow. also to add to that, Rashawn, you talked about Caesar was promising between 20 and 30% return on investment. He also, which is why it's specifically targeted at the community was promising to get specific percentages of the building mm-hmm. to people. Like you could buy into a certain percentage of the building, which is also not orthodox. Yeah. yeah. Yep. so that's how you get people who have lower income 
to think, oh, I can put my money into this and get an investment. I could own 10% of a building. I could own 20% of a building and get my money back with that. And that's also why it's like, he wasn't just saying this uh, and the poor people decided to do it. That's like a specific plan of attack to target those that type of people. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, I don't know. I think Envy's guilty, but it's just crazy that you use your celebrity status to then prey on people um, <laughs> to pour into something like this. Cause it's just, yeah, it's crazy. At a time, at a time where, I mean, again, that's how scams work. You strike while it's hot. At a time where everybody's thinking about um, investing, um, people are not trusting banks. People want to figure out crypto and all that other stuff. Get all these uh, Instagram CEOs and financial influencers saying, you know, spend twenty dollars with me, and I'll teach you how to turn that one hundred dollars into ten thousand dollars. Like everybody's doing it. <laughs> Just again, this is the dude who got caught. It's, yeah, it's I think that's a that's a good point to make. To use like this is not an isolated incident here. There's probably what 10, 20, 100 more of these going on. That's just more or less uh, notable to everybody. And you're right. Like this is just kind of what's happening right now. Partly because we're so big on social media and online presence that I think in some ways it's easier just to kind of make a quick you know Instagram reel or TikTok video about it. You know, get some people and then go from there. Whereas previously it was probably harder to spread this information around and also probably harder to get caught as well. Um, but now there's so much word of mouth. People can kind of call out and say like, oh, that's a Ponzi scheme or like, no, nah, this is legit or this is, you know, so like there, there's things like that, that again, we talk about all the time with social media, our society, just like the pros and cons to where we are right now. Um, and this is one of the things that definitely is a, is a negative is it's really, really easy to get sucked up into one of those things, especially when you are struggling. Who was who sent out that video on Instagram where Mark Cuban was like, hey, listen, if you see this really good idea on social uh, Lil, media Lil Duval. and someone is trying to get you to buy in, like, don't do it. Like if, yeah. like, if he great, was right? like, if I he said, if I have a really good business idea, I'm not going to give it up because why would I want anybody else to be a part of this business plan? You right. know what I'm saying? So I think that was just like, that's kind of something that we obviously know, but like in a well, I would assume that most people would know, but like, and, you know, just social media and this, this, this thing of like instant gratification, we're always looking for, or people always are looking for that quick buck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yo, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. And, and just, and, and from, from scamming, man, it's going to get me back on my capitalism shit, man. America's a scam. Like yeah. you talked about playing student loans. That's all a scam. They're never going to get rid of them. That's how, they fund their wars with our debt so the dollar is losing more and more value the more they print it inflation is going crazy so it's a scary time not to be all doom and gloom but man invest in gold get your gold bars invest in gold you sound like what's the dude sound like a scammer. Um, you sound like rich rich dad broke dad, rich, broke dad rich dad dude when i was in california I lived with this guy who was a former, um, did two tours in Afghanistan, um, army, special ops, whatever. It was an operator, not a soldier or something like that. And he, t he one, had seen mad guns. Shit. He had <laughs> mad guns. Yeah, he's seen some shit. But I'm saying all that to say he fought for the country. Right? Like he, was, he was indoctrinated basically in um, America. 
But yeah. he come back and he has mad guns and he buys gold bars and sends them back to his parents' house to store. Because he says that's that's what is if anything goes, that's what it's gonna come down to. And ever yeah. since he said that, that's what I was like always had in the back of my head. But yeah, and I did see Rich Dad Poor Dad. He got he just bought a gold uh yeah, he's been company. he's been big on gold for forever. Gold is yeah. is how he makes all of his money. He's he's been pretty consistent about that. Back to the Stone Ages, Bronze Ages. Yeah, I mean, that with the it's just like the stock market, really. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's way more stable, right? Tangible means something. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to imagine a world where we don't really value gold. Like, if for nothing else, just the visual aspect of gold for people just, like, signifies something. So it's tough for me to ever see us not valuing that. But then, obviously, we put a monetary value on it, and it's always going to be, you know, comparable to the dollar. So, like, his 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 premise for it makes a lot of sense. It's just, like, people don't want to do that. People want to make fast money. They want to spend $1,000 in crypto and maybe make $2,000 or a million dollars or maybe lose everything, right? It's like, it's the short and long-term, you know, gratification that people struggle with. And that, and, and just to wrap everything up with the, with the scamming content, and that's the, also the difficult part that I think people need to understand. Cause some people are like, why is DJ Envy, what, what has he done wrong pretty much? Or, or like, is it actually a scam? Like you can put your money into crypto and not see a dime back. But the difference is, like, you know that that market is volatile. You understand that when you put your money into that, uh, that there is going to be a return on investment that could be either X high or X low. Where what Senior Caesar and DJ Envy are doing is they're taking your investment and you're not seeing anything. So even if you put 100000 into Bitcoin and it goes down 70%, you could get your money back somewhat. Or the belief is like you're getting again a twenty to thirty percent return on your investment, like yeah. that. That's what. So you're drawing people in with the belief of like I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get at least twenty percent back. Yeah, but I'm saying at least with crypto, if it does yeah. go down, you yeah. can get something back. Well, this yeah, guy that's like true. it's it's and it's gone, like, <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> like, wait, hold up. Well, well, but it's not even college funds it's, and stuff. It's like, it's, it's not even that. He's not he's not picking up his phone. He's not answering anybody. Right, right. And these are normal. Like DJ Envy does have his friends that invested, but these are like regular, regular nine to five people. people yeah, I um, don't have something else they could fall back on. Well, that's also another tip. Don't invest Scammer nothing if, you, if, if that's everything you got. Like, you know, look at your assets. Yeah, but everybody tells me just take all of my money and invest it in this, and then I'll be I'll be famous. I'll get everything right. Like, it, <laughs> people, it's, it's scary. People got college funds, emergency funds that they put into this. It's yeah, it's wild. It's like when you hear the story, it's just future. like, what were you? What well, were you, yeah, like what were you, you expecting? Like, how does that sound? right but some of these people get to talking you know but yeah the last, the last the last thing real quick is i think people struggle to recognize what is lucky and then what is like actual talent or skill in making smart decisions mm-hmm. most of the time people get lucky with just finding something that works and then they build something off of that and become successful like and and that's the difference is you luckily spending a hundred dollars on Tesla stock, you know, however many years ago, and then becoming a million millionaire. That's that's lucky, you know, in a lot of senses. There may be some talent and 
and thought to that. But people don't realize most of this stuff is at least started from that. And you don't really, it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would go to say that it comes down to like three states that people are in when they get, when they get scammed, they're either greedy, desperate or ignorant. Mm. That, that to me, like that's the three overarching things. Um, And then if you can get two of those put together, <laughs> then you about you about to lose a lot of money. You about to make a lot of money off some people. Mm. Mm. The lottery, just everybody paying into that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna keep doing my, it. My lottery, I'm gonna keep doing that shit too. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm gonna give me one. I'm gonna give you a ticket today. <laughs> I, I like I like the win for life game. Like that's that's my dream win yeah. right there. Twenty five thousand dollars a week or something life. like that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's how to keep you locked down, man. For your life or something it's just like rigged. that. It's all rigged. Somebody got to win. I don't care. It's the biggest pun. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. You think they, they're they like paid actors who like quote time. unquote hit and stuff just to keep I people they playing? Choose, they they definitely choose who can get it. A select few who can get it, and then it's like, look, oh, whoa, look, whoa, look at this person. They won. They won the lottery. You can too. What about that guy that won the lottery and then did uh, an interview where he like showed the local news station the how he played it and then won it again when they were filming the recording? Oh, then that guy's probably going to get disappeared. Definitely. <laughs> it's just like the casino. You start winning too much at the casino to take you in back, break your kneecaps. <laughs> take you back. Tell you can't come here no more, man. Yeah, hey. You got to go, bro. <laughs> Encore. So definitely, he's definitely counting right now. Yeah, I'm sure some people <laughs> fall through the cracks. Some people get over, but you know they get dealt with. Painfully. <laughs> so shit, I think that's a good place to end today's scam cast. Uh, we will update scam you with, with more uh, with more news as it breaks. I'll be paying personally. I'll be paying close attention to this stuff, but uh, we'll see. Anybody got anything they want to leave the folks with before we bounce? Nah, if y'all got any more scams, we'd like to know about them too. Do our research. <laughs> yeah, let us know before you start them. Let me know how I can make money, trouble. not lose it. Yo, Trav's about to order 40 rotisserie chickens right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> just, to go pick up one for just to go pick up one for like $2. <laughs> That's yo, crazy. all this sounds like yo, he really should have came out with that scam like while we were in college. That would have been that's what I was saying. Nah, that's right? a fact. Because when he said it, I was like, yo, that's yo, yo he shit. Smart you know what it made that. me think about? It made me think about what we was doing in Australia. Hey, wait, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> Don't say it. Hut. Oh, okay. <laughs> on air? No, we had to make a little pizza hut pizza hut scam once we uh ran out of money. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, so, you, you gotta find a way to get it out the mud. <laughs> But yo, once you when you're in a predicament like that, you you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Dang, now I want to know what the scam was. <laughs> oh, that sounds real. That sounds real familiar. Yeah. Well, Mook, tell the good people where to find us before we uh, perjure ourselves or whatever. Get, it's called. get arrested. <laughs> perjure ourselves. ourselves. <laughs> you can find us at dopsuppodcast. So, like I always say, tell a friend to tell a friend to give us a listen. You won't be disappointed. And it's been another episode of the Dots Up Podcast. It's too late for you. It's too late for me. The game ain't fair. I don't make the rules. But if you break free and nobody cares, the worst thing to do is forget about where you came from. How the fuck I ended up.